Welcome to the Chapel Hill Academy podcast, featuring messages from our weekly chapel service. Located in Chanhassen, Minnesota, Chapel Hill Academy offers biblically-based Christian education, junior kindergarten through eighth grade, and holds a passion for Christ and a commitment to provide an education for life. We invite you to learn more about us at chapel-hill.org. Thank you, Pastor Todd. It's great to see you guys. Got a question for you. How many of you have been to Feed My Starving Children? Wow. All right, cool. So you guys serve, you fix food. Why, where does the food go? Who, who knows? Yeah. Yep. A lot of, lot of places where there's a lot of poor people that don't have food. Okay? So I think Feed, feed My Starving Children is a great way for us in our culture to help people. It's, a, it's an opportunity for us to serve. It's an opportunity for us to say, hey, how can we help other people? And when we do it in Jesus' name, it actually has a spiritual component and it blesses people in a spiritual way. And we trust that God uses that. Okay. So this is, you know, some pictures, right, of maybe you, probably not, because I got it off, the, off their website. Um, but this is maybe a recipient. This is one little child somewhere. I don't know where, but I think we can assume that that person is in poverty and needs food. Fair enough, right? So you guys are now in a series this year for chapel talking about people of the Bible that were, had heroic faith or did something that honored people in a special way. And you've listened to other teachers and and chapels that have covered unique people in the Bible. And I, I, today, my guy is Stephen. I love Stephen. I think he's a great story. I, I really look forward to meeting him in heaven. But I want to say, first and foremost, he's an ordinary guy. He's just a regular guy. Kind of like you and me when we go to feed my starving children and we scoop a, a, a scoop of rice and put it in a bag. We're just normal people. You guys are great kids. You're normal. You're not like a superhero. Right? Is anybody Ant-Man here? Are you? You're Ant-Man? Anybody Spider-Man? I want to be Spider-Man when I grow up, but I'm not. Actually, Superman is my guy, but I just want to fly. Anyway, Stephen was just an ordinary guy, and he was part of the group of people that followed him 2,000 years ago. But you never heard of him, so he was in the background. He was in the back row. The guys in the front were like Peter and John. You guys remember those guys, right? But you probably never heard of Stephen. In fact, we don't hear of Stephen until the book of Acts, after Jesus dies. And the first thing the Bible says about him is that he was a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. That's the very first thing we know. We don't, we don't know what kind of color hair he is. We don't know if he's five foot two like Nicodemus or if he's six foot eleven like Goliath. We don't know anything about him except he's a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. All right, so let's take a little step back. The book of Acts, where is that in the Bible? New Testament, it's which number book in the New Testament is? Five, nice job. So it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. So basically, Acts is, takes on the story after Jesus dies. And in Acts chapter 1, 
Jesus ascends into heaven miraculously. Well, he's God. He can do that. Right? He had just risen from the dead 40 days earlier. He spent time on earth. He hung out with some people, Stephen and others. And he goes up into heaven. But before he goes into heaven, he tells his people, the people that are following him, I'm going to send somebody to you. In Acts chapter 2, this is what happens. The Holy Spirit comes down on every single person and goes into every single follower of Jesus. Okay? That day is called Pentecost. You heard of Pentecost? Okay? It's also the birth of the church. Now, not the church that you go to technically, not the church that I go to, but the church universal, big C, capital church. Fifth through eighth graders, you guys can talk about that, what that means, but the church universal. The church is the gathering or the group of every single human being that has followed Jesus in their heart and then has the Holy Spirit. So, in this room... Many of you have trusted Jesus and asked Jesus to be your Messiah. And if that's you, you have the Holy Spirit. That's a gift from God. That's what Jesus promised in Acts chapter 1. And He gave in Acts chapter 2. And we get to benefit from it. And you know who was one of them? Stephen. Okay. And here's that verse that I referred to. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, But you will receive... This is Jesus talking. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You probably have heard that before. Okay? But Stephen's life gives us a really good picture of that. Alright? So let's go back to Peter. I'm sorry, Stephen. And this is an exciting time. Super time. Outstanding time. The church is like, lots of people. And people are coming to say, hey, I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. And there's people from Judea and Samaria coming to follow Jesus. There are people from, maybe I can translate it like this. People from Eden Prairie. People from Chaska. People from Shakopee. People from Belle Plaine. People from Illinois. <laughs> Mr. Cousin. People from all around the world. And they came and they followed him. And it's amazing. It's at the same time, there's a big problem that happens immediately. Let me ask you this. Um, when you guys play sports, do you guys have a team that you really want to beat? A school? Yeah. Okay, let's call them ABC Church or no, ABC school over in Eden Prairie. Those guys, they're the bad guys. We got to beat them. I don't like them because they go to ABC school over in Eden Prairie. I don't like them. Well, you know what happened when the church was born? There were people that had Jewish background and there were people that had Greek background. So I'm going to read to you a little passage from Acts chapter 6 now. I'm going to push a couple buttons here on my phone. And here's what it says. Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, 
a complaint by the Hellenists arose. That's the Greek people. Greek people who followed Jesus. Against the Hebrew women, the, the Jewish people who followed Jesus, because their widows were being neglected in the distribution of food. Okay? It was a poor, poor time of life for all these people. So think about this. Let's say you guys all live from Chaska, Chanhassen, Belle Plaine, and all of you guys live and come from Eden Prairie. <gasps> Guess what? You're all poor. The church is taking care of you with food, and yet the food goes to these guys because we like Chaska people. We like Chanhassen people. We like Belle Plaine people. We don't like Eden Prairie people. Is that fair? Do you think that would be a happy thing? No, they were getting angry. Ooh, sorry about that. Did that pop out? I'll put it in my pocket this time. You can see that there was problem in the church because people from not Eden Prairie were not, were not taking care of people from Eden Prairie. So that's a big problem, right? Guess what the church does? They say, hey, choose seven guys and let's fix this. We've got to fix this because this is wrong. And so they picked, funny enough, they picked seven guys from Eden Prairie. They picked seven Greek-minded guys to fix the solution. One of them was Stephen. Let's say that problem happened here and I asked you guys, would you, would you want to be part of the solution? Would you want to help? Yeah. Okay. Somebody said no. Actually, there are probably a lot of people who want to say no. But Stephen said yes. Do you want to be a person who, who listens to God to say, hey, I want to solve a problem if it means I want to help somebody else who doesn't look like me or doesn't speak like me or doesn't come from my hometown? Stephen said yes. He was this ordinary guy, so he helped solve the problem. I love that about Stephen. I want to help people, and I'm learning a lot of how to help people by Stephen. Stephen. So he, he did that. That's what he did. But also what he did, he used that as an opportunity as he was filled with the Holy Spirit to do more. He didn't just solve the food problem. He actually used that to tell other people from other people in Eden Prairie, other people maybe in Bloomington, other people that were in town to tell them about Christ because he was full of the Spirit. That's what he did. And he was empowered. He was, remember, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Stephen had received it and he shared it with people. The widows were happy. You guys are happy. The church was happy. But you know what? Whenever God uses His people, you know what happens? There's a lot of people outside that don't like what's going on. And there are some people that got really mad at Stephen. Kind of because he was helping with food, but not really. Mostly because he was talking to people about Jesus. And you know what they wanted to do? Oh, they made up stories about him. They made up lies. Oh, he's, 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 he's talking about Jesus. That's another God. That's not the God that we serve. So it's actually religious leaders that were, were jealous of Stephen. 
So let me ask you. When somebody, if somebody makes up a, a lie about you, how do you think you'll feel? Bad. Angry. Somebody makes up a story about you, a fake story, a lie about you and what you're saying. What are you going to feel? Really upset. Upset, angry, mad. We're all going to feel that way. So these religious leaders didn't like what Stephen was saying about Jesus. And they said he is telling lies. And he's not following the true God. What do you think Stephen did? Does anybody know what Stephen did? The Bible doesn't say if he got mad or angry. It does say he kept on doing what he was supposed to do. It also says that it went even to another stage. Not only were they telling lies about him, they actually planned to stone him. You guys know what stoning is back in the day? Yeah. It's like taking Mr. Carlson, because I can say this about him. He's a good friend of mine. Mr. Carlson in the gym and throwing rocks at him until he dies. That is evil. Isn't it? That's what the religious leaders did to Stephen. And so now, not only are they telling lies about Stephen, but they're throwing rocks at him and, and getting close to killing him. How would you react? Are you angry? Yes. Probably are. I would be. Stephen, there's no record that Stephen got angry. He got angry at their sin and their bad ideas, but he, he, he wasn't saying, oh, Lord, why is this happening? Here's what he did. I don't even have to read it, do I? Think of yourself in the gym and people throwing rocks at you. Are you would you be able to forgive the people throwing rocks at you? I don't think I could. That's what Stephen did. They actually, it wasn't in the gym, they actually grabbed him and ran him out of town. Put him in a circle and they threw rocks at him and they killed him. And as Stephen was dying, he said, Father, do not hold this sin against them. Forgive them. Does that remind you of anybody? Yeah, who? That's exactly right. Jesus is on the cross. One of it, he said seven things on the cross, one of which was, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Stephen's in the middle of a crowd outside of a town getting pummeled to death. And he says, don't hold this sin against them. Oops, went too far. Rats. Here we go. Acts 7.60. I'm going to test this out. I'm going to see if we can do this together. I think we can do it. We're going to read this together out loud. Alright? Your mark? On Acts 7.60, the second bullet point. You guys ready? Remark, get set, go. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So when somebody tells lies about you, gossips about you, I want to learn from Stephen. I want to say, Father, forgive them. 
people hurt you, Father, forgive them. Now, let me, let me press pause a little bit. <laughs> Just so you know, I don't think Stephen would have spent a lot of friendship time if they kept doing it over and over again. He probably would have walked away and said, okay, do your own life. Stayed away. He would have protected himself as much as possible. I'm not saying don't do anything about it. If you get hurt, ask an adult. Ask your parents to help you with that. And ask your parents to say, hey, how can I forgive them? But here's the deal. Stephen did a hard thing. And the hard thing is to forgive. It's hard, isn't it? How many of you have little brothers or sisters that really irritate you? Actually, I had an older brother who did that to me. Yeah, okay. Is it hard to forgive him? Yes, it is. I get that. Has there been, this is be honest, but keep it in your mind right now. I'm not asking you to say anything. Is there anybody in this school that you find it hard to forgive? Okay, not in your head. You don't have to do this. You don't have to look at anybody. Don't say names. Here's the deal. Human beings sin. And when we sin, it affects others. And it comes in a lot of different packages. A lot of different flavors. The one thing that we're learning from Stephen is that he so loved Jesus that he was able to forgive. Even the hardest thing. All right. We're going to read Acts 1.8 again. Okay? I'm going to read it and I want you to tell me if this sounds right or not, okay? So, but Stephen will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. How does that sound? Sound good? Why? It's perfect. What is it? What? Say it again. I'm reading it too fast. I'm a pretty quick reader. Okay, is there anything else that... Yeah, what else? Busted. It's exactly right. Sometimes, and here's the exact way, that's the true verse. Thank you very much. Why did I do that? Because sometimes we read the story about our heroes of the faith, whether it's Bill or Tom or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John or Stephen, and think, well, they're super spiritual. There's Superman, Spider-Man or Ant-Man, maybe Black Panther. Here's the deal, guys. It is cool at some level to say, I want to learn from Stephen. I kind of want to learn from Stephen. I want to be like him. But you know what? That's not the real message. Here's the real message. Stephen could only do this. Stephen could only forgive. Stephen could only serve in Jesus' name. Stephen could only bless others because he was full of the Spirit. Remember, he's an ordinary guy. He was in the back row when Jesus was walking around earth. 
if he followed Jesus. But the only reason he could forgive people when they're throwing rocks at him is because he is full of the Holy Spirit. Don't put Stephen on a pedestal. Don't worship Stephen. Don't worship Paul. Don't worship Peter. Don't worship any of the guys in the Bible except Jesus. And then, remember I said earlier that, that many of you in this room have actually given your life to Christ? And when you have done that, you have received this Holy Spirit. You know, the same Spirit that lived in Stephen, the same Spirit who empowered Stephen to serve, the same Spirit who empowered Stephen to forgive people killing him, is the same Spirit in you. We're ordinary people. You're ordinary. Meaning, you're human. But God does supernatural, extraordinary things through ordinary people because they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Guys, you can do amazing things. Now let me put it back. I'm going to step back. You can't do amazing things unless you're empowered by the Spirit. My prayer for you guys is that you have a deeper, richer understanding that the God of the universe lives in you. And if you think, I can't forgive that guy in my classroom. I can't forgive my brother. I can't forgive whoever. You're right. But if you have the Spirit living within you, if you follow Jesus, if you're a child of God, you can because the Spirit does it through you. You can do this. God does this through you. Let me pray. Father, thank You for the promise and guarantee that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. These students that follow you, that have Christ as Savior, have your Spirit. Help them to understand that. For those that may not have done that yet in their life, help them and draw them to you. Bring them salvation and give them your Spirit. And do mighty things that only you can do in and through them. And change this world through them. Thank you, Lord. And pray this in the mighty name and authority of Jesus. Amen.